This is the All the More podcast, where we are continually searching out scriptural truths all the more. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Levi Moore, and I am joined by my co-host and brother, Aaron Moore. Each episode, we look into God's Word and search out His truths. So, let's go ahead and dive on into His Word and see what He shows us this week. Well, welcome back to the All The More podcast. We are both back in in studio and... uh, Big surprise here! Aaron has a new mic, so uh, we are we are going to be recording things a little bit different. So, uh, welcome, Aaron, to the podcast. So, so uh, uh, I don't know if you can tell the difference or not, but uh, uh, I, I can certainly tell it on my end. Um, and uh, so, hopefully, we'll have have a uh, uh, an even even better uh, better quality for you. So, um, this week. Uh, we're going to be going back and uh, continuing our, 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 our thought from 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 last episode, uh, and, and just just to kind of give a, a brief recap of last episode, um, you know, we we kind of talked about uh, general revelation uh, and 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 how how your know, natural law, uh, you know, how it was you know, it, how it was basically ingrained in the in in each person, and uh, and as a result of that, that in itself was a. Uh, could be used as an argument for the existence of God, um, and your know, general revelation as a whole. Just you know how how uh, you know, everything was you know, this in the created universe. Uh, you know the the, you know, the stars proclaim the glory of God. There's you know similarities between all all living creatures that all point to a common creator. Um, and so uh, you know this this general revelation isn't a saving revelation, but it is a general knowledge of God um, or of a creator. And, and so this week we're going to kind of go and look at the, at what special, special revelation is uh, and why scripture, sh- you know, should even be trusted as an authoritarian, uh, as, as an authoritative source um, you know, for our lives. So um, I just want to make a quick distinction real quick on the natural or uh, natural theology and general revelation in general. Um, I think it's important to note, you know, you know Thomas Aquinas, a famous uh, Catholic philosopher, theologian from long ago. He uh, he really pushed uh, natural theology and the ability to, uh, through pure reason, be able to, to discern things about God and learn about God by examining nature. And I, I just want to clarify, you know, what we're, what at least what we're specifically talking about and this understanding of knowing God through divine revelation. You know, the, the Psalms say that, you know, the heavens declare the stars declare the glory of God. But what, what, what it really is, is we should understand that um, it's only because God has chosen to reveal himself through nature that he's being revealed at all. You know, so that the idea that we can, you know, know God by pure reason alone without him choosing to first reveal it, I think is, um, is, is backwards because it's, because I know that the scriptures say that the the heavens declare the glory of God, but really what it is is God is declaring His glory through the heavens. Is really uh, what it what it really is, and because God is not a passive uh, God where He just basically leaves little clues saying, you know, well, if they have, if they're reasonable enough and, and rational enough, they can, you know, discern by looking at this out of the other that there there is a God out there somewhere. But you know, God is specifically revealing on purpose, actively. 
himself and his creation. And and it's important to note that as well that that you know we were created with the understanding. You know, Adam and Eve were first created to know this, and it was taken for granted. And um, but through sin and the fall, you know, this become our minds have become darkened, and and uh, it's harder to understand these things. But I just want to clarify that you know, yes, we are discerning or we are learning knowledge of God by reason in nature, but it's not just our reason. And if it weren't for God specifically willing to reveal himself through it, you know, we wouldn't know anything at all. So anyway, carry right. on. Right. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I, I think a good place for us to start uh, with, with special revelation uh, before we get into any any any, uh, any particular modes of of um, special revelation is is you know, a reasoning behind special revelation, and you know in, in Genesis three we we see the you know the fall of mankind uh, you know, through the sin of Adam and Eve, uh, you know, and 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 prior to chapter three in Revelation, you know, there was a world with no sin, there was a world with a perfect relationship between man and God, and then that relationship was destroyed, and so special revelation, you know. Uh, as we will be looking at throughout the rest of the episode here, um, special revelation is a means by which that relationship between man and God can be restored and repaired to what it should be. Um, And so, uh, you know, because we sins in the world and it's not going anywhere, but there needed to be a means by which to repair that or to, to remove that sin and to, repair that relationship and, that, and, and that's what God gave us here in, in, um, in, in through special revelation. So, um, let, let's, uh, go ahead and, 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 and look at the idea of, of, uh, or the, the different modes by which, uh, special revelation occurs. Um, you know, one, 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 or I guess the first method is, you know, um, you know, uh, historical acts or historical events, um, Yes. So, uh, one one uh, uh, one you know, big uh, historical event uh, that that you know, that that occurs, um, you know, it, it is back when you know, the Old Testament. You know, that, that there was the uh, uh, you know, in uh, Deuteronomy uh, twenty six verses five through nine. It says, uh, "And you shall make response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my father, and." He went down into Egypt and sojourned there, few in number, and uh, there he became a nation, great, mighty, and populous. And the Egyptians treated uh, treated us harshly and humiliated us and laid us on hard labor. Then we cried to the Lord, the God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our, our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm with great deeds of terror with signs and wonders and he brought us uh, brought us into this place and gave us this land a land flowing with milk and honey uh, the, the the very uh, um you know, extraction of the of the of the nation of Israel from Egypt that historical event um you know, which is documented not only by Israel but by Egypt and, and other nations within history that verify that that event occurred um, and so, you know, that, that, that is one, uh, one of those, or the, the you know, one, one of three, three means of, or modes of, uh, of 
this um, this special revelation, and, and that's one one great example of it. Um, Aaron, uh, also, uh, yeah, uh, God told Moses talking about it, them coming up out of Egypt. You know, He told Moses there at the burning bush, you know, go and uh, talk to Pharaoh, and you know, try to convince him to get to let Israel go. And he said, but I'm I'm not gonna. He's not going to because he, I'm going to harden his heart. And um, he said that I think in Exodus chapter four, if I can remember correctly. And uh, but anyway, so God basically said, you know, yeah, I'm going to harden his heart. He's not going to let you go. Okay. Well, then if you fast forward to uh, this is what is it? Chapter eleven and twelve. Whenever uh, he's Moses keeps going back and forth, back and forth with Pharaoh, and Pharaoh keeps you know his heart keeps growing harder and harder and harder, and he keeps not letting his people go. But the thing is, you know, that's terrible in one sense, but at the same time is, you know, God's proving himself trustworthy. He's proving himself like, you know, exactly what I said is going to happen is what's, you know, what's happening. And also, uh, I don't know if this is exactly what you're trying to get at, but as far as the qualifications or the criteria for Old Testament prophecy, you know, like a, 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 any, you know, what's the difference between a true prophet and a false prophet? Right. You know, how you know if it's really special revelation or not? Well, you know, if if he was if he was a false prophet and a man prophesied something and said the Lord saith such and such, and then it didn't happen, then that means it wasn't from God, and that means that he'll be put to death. But you know, prophecy would be f- fulfilled, and that's how you know it was true prophecy. So, or you know, divine revelation. Anyway, through all these you know these historical events that occur, you know, again there there is there is a uh, you know a verifiable traceable um you know way to see oh this did happen uh and 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 god did it for a for a particular reason um you know th- th- there's also uh you know another mode you know would be uh divine speech um and uh you know you, th- this is most notable in scripture especially within the old testament uh, you know, when, uh, whenever you know the words uh, it says like you know the word of the Lord came to me. You know, you know we, we we see this a lot in, in in the in the prophets, like in Ezekiel, for instance, in uh, Ezekiel t- uh, chapter twelve, verse one, it says, "The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, you uh, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house, who uh, who have eyes to see but not uh, but see not, who have ears to hear but hear not, for they are a rebellious house." Uh, you, you, know, you know, this was you know an event where. Uh, you know, of course, Ezekiel notated, you know, what God said, and he also notated the fact that God was the one that said it. Um, and, and so, you know, this is a specific instance where God's word, God's intention and, and desire for his people to know something is is recorded. Um, and, of course, you know, now, you know, as a very brief rabbit trail uh, that is not going to I will not be able to do justice in 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 in, in the time we have here, but uh, you know whether it was Aramaic or Hebrew or Greek or whatever language, um, you know God chose you know the language that, that was that was a that was useful at that time to you know to deliver that message. Uh, you know, at, at this time, he was speaking directly to his to his people to the chosen nation of Israel. So he was, of course, using. Uh, using Hebrew, uh, uh, you know, uh, in, in Scripture. Now, you know, there, there are a couple of instances of Aramaic, but uh, those are pri- primarily in, in Daniel and in a, uh, I think one other spot. But 
but he, either way, you know, you know, in the Old Testament, he primarily used Hebrew, and, and in the New Testament, he used Greek or Koine Greek, which was the language of the people. You know, because you know, divine speech. Uh, you know this 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 uh, this word of God that he that he was wanting to get to his people was very crucial and important um, for them to know. Um, and then you know we 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 finally come to to uh, you know one of the most important modes of of special revelation uh, outside of Scripture itself, um, and that's the uh, the uh, incarnation of Christ, the incarnation of the Word. Um, and, 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 you know, we see, we see in, uh, in, in John chapter one, um, you know, starting in verse 14, it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. And so you, you know, here in, in John one fourteen, we, we see where Jesus Christ, you know, he came as the word of God in the flesh. Um, which you know, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk about why that's more important here at the, very, at the end of the episode. Why it was important for him to come in the flesh um, from a no, no a knowledge of a knowledge of the holy standpoint, but um, but uh, you know, you, Jesus came, the Word came in the flesh and spoke to the people in the flesh. Now, um, it, if we if we look if we move on in John and go to um, John sixteen four, it says here um, in John sixteen four, this is Jesus speaking. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes to you, or when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. Now, the actual inspiration of Scripture is, it is what we're going to be looking at here in a second, and and and. But yeah, I wanted to 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 make note of this passage you know, here in John four sixteen four. I think I may have said fourteen six earlier, but anyways, it's John sixteen four, um, and Jesus is essentially promising the help of the Holy Spirit, even though he doesn't say that explicitly. He's promising that when the time comes, you will remember the words that I have said, uh, and, and and that is that is crucial because. Uh, you know the the vast majority of of the New Testament, you know, you know the Gospels and everything after all that was written years, if not decades, after the events occurred. So how could how could these people remember exactly what was said or what happened? And so that you know, like I said you know, Jesus is promising here that this is going to be uh, crucial information that you will remember when the time it, you know, to remember it comes. Side note, I would like to add on that too as well, that uh, there's several creeds, you know, for example, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, where Paul's giving, you know, what I'm giving you is what was first delivered. Right. You know, he, there's there's good evidence in Gary Habermas, Dr. Gary Habermas with Liberty University. He has a lot of good, he, he's done a pretty good amount of work on studying these New Testament creeds that were basically uh, a list of things that these early Christians believe and they basically recited them and memorized them and it was formalizing the things they did believe in any way that first Corinthians 15, there's, there's good reason to believe that was being um, basically passed around as uh, what basically their doctrinal statement within one or two years of Jesus's death, burial and resurrection. And uh, there's, there's 
three or four other places within there's one in Axe and there's one somewhere else. I'm not, there's, there's several in there anyway, but, uh, the one I was talking about there is the, was the main one. And the, the notable things about it is that it's affirming that Jesus did come. He did die. He was, uh, Peter saw him after he was risen, you know, then, uh, 500 watched him ascend to heaven and that they all affirmed they believed he was the son of God and this, that, and the other. And uh, those type of things are important also from the standpoint of some will argue that Jesus, like over time, people began to think that Jesus was God. They didn't really believe that at the very beginning, but over time his theology developed. But the fact that he was already seen and known as the son of God, you know, in the year, you know, two years after his death is a lot better evidence of saying, you know, by the time we get to the gospel of John, the theology is so much more advanced. Well, you know, this is anyway, evidence saying that it was already advanced from the very beginning. And uh, what passage was that? Uh, that's terrible. I don't have my Bible right in front of me right the second, but it's pretty sure it's first Corinthians chapter 15. Yeah. So, so that, that, that passage is, um, uh, first Corinthians, uh, 15 chapter, uh, verse three, uh, and it goes, um, let's see, where does it go to? It goes, uh, for I delivered to you, uh, as of first importance, what I also received that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, what he, or that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas, uh, then to the 12, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to, the James, uh, to James, then to the apostles, last of all, uh, as, to one untimely, uh, as to one untimely born, he appeared to me. Uh, for I am the least of the apostles unworthy uh, to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Yeah, that's a creed. I mean, that's a, that's, and that we know it's a creed because you're talking about this, um, if you translate it into Aramaic and then translate it back into Greek, it won't translate. And, um, because it's actually phrased in, it's got Aramaic phrasing, but it's also, there's a whole lot of stuff about it. But Gary Hadmas is the expert on all that. Yeah, I think that's pretty important. Uh, and if you notice there also, at the very beginning, uh, people are, at the very beginning, it's talking about, you know, as in accordance with the scriptures, as in accordance with the scriptures. And there's already an Old Testament precedent set already that scriptures are divine revelation. And that's also something that's important when studying the New Testament or defending the faith or understanding, you know, what do we believe about the Bible is that uh, it wasn't until uh, the whole idea of divinely inspired scripture wasn't a New Testament phenomenon or something new. It was believed the whole time. And, and, um, but about that, that's a that's a creed that would have been recited. Because you have to think about it, you know, the New Testament wasn't written directly or as soon as, like, right after Jesus was crucified. You know, there's right. some time in between. But these, this is how information was passed down orally, and people would memorize this. And you know, when Peter, when or Paul was saying, you know, "This is the gospel that I preached to you." Literally, he's preaching that that. Um, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture and that he was buried and raised and according to the scriptures. And he appeared to Cephas, you know, Cephas was Peter in the 12. And he's, this is, he's literally preaching the gospel. Um, and so this is what would have been passed on. And, and uh, this is also more evidence to, you know, how, how did the, 
how did the New Testament text itself, how was it transmitted or how was it maintained over the years? You know, Paul's saying here, this, this creedal information, he's saying, this is what I received and this is what I'm also passing down. And then, you know, Paul later gives instructions to Timothy. You know, he said, you know, find a good men and entrust them with basically what I entrusted you with, or basically continuing to pass on this, um, these, this confessional creedal material, um, or correct doctrine as he calls it, you know? Well, and, 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 you know, uh, a lot of this, you know, that, that you're, call, you're calling you know, these, uh, creedal materials, you know, uh, to, to a very limited extent that, that, that is, uh, uh, that practice of memor of memorizing, uh, you know, these things, uh, you know, these sayings or these, these phrases, uh, you know, is still, still practiced, you know, today, um, especially, you know, uh, uh, within the, uh, the Roman Catholic church and, uh, and, and I believe as well in, in, in uh, uh, the Anglican church, uh, you know, and, and it's you know, commonly referred to as, uh, as catechism, uh, which, you know, that you know that is a practice that that uh you know has had uh, great usefulness you know for uh you know for millennia now uh you know, you know as far as you know, teaching someone uh you know what you know what an answer to because you know basically you know there there's a question asked and then there's an answer given and the question and the answer are memorized and that helps to instill this you know this doctrinal uh belief within someone or at least to, to give them the knowledge of that of that doctrine um and and you know, I, uh uh yeah i i really think that that you know especially within <clears throat> within the um uh you know the southern baptist convention i i, I think that 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 is something that that could could very uh very e- easily be a uh, big benefit uh you know within within the you know, uh, uh, you know children's ministries and and uh, in, in youth ministries and even into adult ministries, but, you know, to, to, to do some kind of a, uh, catechistic kind of a practice, uh, you're not, you know, not, not so, so we can, you know, say, look at us, we're being like the Catholic church. But I mean, if it's something that works and that helps to instill knowledge, you know, that is based on scripture or that is entirely itself scripture into someone's mind, uh, you know, for ease of, uh, of retrieval, um, then, then I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, you know, if it's going to make make our church, uh, you know, universal, a better, uh, a better representation of Christ, and 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 have better knowledge of Christ, then by all means. Um, but um, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, Aaron was just saying a second ago about the, talking about the the uh, the uh, uh, you know what what is being defined as scripture, and 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 as far as the the inspiration of it, and and that that idea, you know, like Aaron said, was is it, not just something that is a um, it, it's not a New Testament idea. It's something that has been along, you know, from the Old Testament. But if you if you look in Second Timothy uh, chapter three verses sixteen to seventeen, um, it says that uh, all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God uh, may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now that that um, you know, when it says all Scripture. Well, at this point, when when uh, when Paul is writing this letter to Timothy, the scripture that existed was the Old Testament. You know, the New Testament was still being written. You know, you know there was no uh, there there were no pocket New Testaments in existence. Um, it was only you know the uh, uh, you know, the law, the writings, and the prophets, um, and that was it. Um, and so you know. 
And with with that alone, with you know the law, the writings, and the prophets, um, you know, Paul was able to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, I was going to say Jesus also preached, you know, from the the Old Testament. Just, and yeah, he, right. He repeatedly said, you know, uh, the Pharisees kept asking for some kind of divine revelation, you know, quote unquote. That's what we're talking about. Like, like give us a sign, man. Give us a sign. And Jesus kept saying, no, well, we've already, you know, sent you the law and the prophets. If you didn't uh, figure it out from that, you know, and Moses and, you know, all these Moses was a prophet. But, you know, what I'm saying you know, if you if you can't uh, believe in me from all that, then you're. You're not going to believe whatever, whatever he's saying, whatever I do, you can, you're not going to believe me or it's not going to prove it to you. Right. Because he's saying, you know, that the things he's doing, the things he's saying should be self-evident to him in any way. And, 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 and you know, you know, there's the, uh, uh, there, there's a, another passage, you, you, you talk, you know, talking about what Aaron's talking about as far as the prophecies go, um, you know, here in second Peter chapter one, verses 20 and 21, it says, uh, and this is of course, Peter writing, uh, knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy spirit. And so, um, you, you know, we, you know, God, or excuse me, Jesus, uh, you know, was like when, when he dealt with, with you know, the Pharisees, uh, you know, he was already giving the word of God that had been, you know, the, from the prophets and, 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 uh, and, and, you know, from the law. Um, and here, here, here they are asking for more and it's like, well, you've already been given all the proof and evidence you need right here. God's already given it to you. Why don't you believe it? Uh, you know, you who are supposed to be holier than thou, um. And so that's the uh, you know, that that that's kind of the the uh, the crux of the matter here is that um, you know the scripture that we have both in, in, in our case being that we are after the after the old the, after the New Testament has has already been f- uh, completed um, you know, we we know that all scripture including the New Testament uh, you know is inspired by God you know it is the um, and when it says it's the uh, uh, inspired by God, it is, um, you know, God breathed. You know, the the, the word there you know, it is breathed out by God. Uh, you know, so you know, it, uh, it's kind of like you know, looking back at uh, uh, at you know, Genesis one and two, where where God you know, breathes life you know, into the nostrils of, of Adam, who who whom he's formed uh, formed from the dust of the earth. You know, God breathed life into him, and he has breathed life into his word. Um, and, and so you know, that, that, that Holy Spirit that you know, we were talking about earlier, that uh, you know, when uh, you know, Jesus said in John 16, 4, that he's going to, you know, he's saying these things so that they'll remember it when the time is right. Well, you know, you had uh, uh, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they remembered that, you know, they remembered when, when, when the time was right, you know, what it was that, they needed to say uh, about uh, you know, the life and, and and ministry of of their of their Lord and Savior, you know, of their God Jesus Christ. Um, and so uh, now, uh, Aaron, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add about um, the inspiration of Scripture, but uh, yeah, I, I was about to move, to move on to the uh, the ability to know God. Uh, if there's anything you want to add before we move on. I uh, would add, I mean, um, you know, Paul, no, excuse me, Peter recognizes Paul's writing, and there's some intricate details in there 
but he recognizes you know what Paul had written was scripture. Um yeah, I was gonna say that Second Peter chapter three, verse fifteen and sixteen, uh shows us that that Peter understood that what Paul was saying, you know, Paul the let the epistles of Paul had already written by this point. Yeah, Second Peter is one of the last uh epistles written. But Peter is saying in, in verse fifteen, he says, Also regard the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our dear brother Paul has written to you according to the wisdom given to him. And he speaks about these things in all his letters. And uh, there are some matters that are hard to understand, that are untaught and unstable, and we'll twist them into our own destruction. And they also do this with the rest of the scriptures. But anyway, the idea is that, you know, Peter is recognizing what Paul has written as inspired scripture, which means that it has authority uh, over your life and the practice of our Christian faith. And, uh, also, the Apostle John in Revelation, the very end, um, chapter 22, verse 18, you know, he says that, uh, I testify to everyone who hears the word of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. So anyway, it's the idea that you know what's been written is the final inspired word of God, and he's you know giving the warning and the promise that if you add to it, you know, you will be you'll pay the penalty for it. And that's significant because, you know, Revelation was the last and final book written by the Apostle John. And you know, he's basically saying, not only is he saying that the book he just wrote is, it is inspired and therefore God would punish, you know, it's, it's inspired and it's true. That's why God would punish someone for adding to it or removing from it. And, um, you know, in, in a sense, it's also insinuating that what's written before it is also in the same category. You know, and and, and you you know, uh, you know, t- talking about the you know, well, I guess one last thing about the you know, inspiration of scripture is that you know, if if scripture is in fact inspired directly by God, um, you, you, it, if the words you know words on the page are given directly by God, then that means you know disobedience to it or uh, disbelief in it or refusal to comply with or whatever it may be. Um, that that means that you are refusing or disobeying or um, you disrespecting God directly. Um, now, um, you know, not to get into a, uh, a a topic that is for very much for another day, but you know, reg- regardless of like you know, that th- there is no perfect translation. You know, there's the King James, you know, English Standard, New American Standard, whatever the whatever English translation you have. There's not there, there's not one that's perfect, um, you know. God, of course, uh, you know, He preserves His word, but there, you know, there there are some there are some ideas that uh, that may or may not be um, transmitted by the translators as well as they could be. Um, but you know, all, all that being said, uh, you know, when, when we're talking about inspiration of Scripture. The the inspiration occurred, you know, when writing the original manuscripts in, you know, in the Hebrew or the or the or the the, the Koine Greek. Uh, that that is where the inspiration occurred. The, you know, the the translation from those languages into English or Russian or Chinese or whatever other language, ins, you know, inspiration is not happening there. You know, there is still, a, of course, you know, uh, um, you know, influenced by the Holy Spirit into 
how a phrase should be translated, you know, which phrasing is more right than, than, than another one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just wanted to, 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 you know, to make note that, uh, you know, because there are many out there that say you can only use the King James. Well, and I've even heard someone say you know, rather ignorantly, if, uh, um, you know, if the you know, King James was good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me. Well, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but uh, Paul was around long before King James, um, and yeah, you know, and I'm not saying this to you know, to you know, to you know, knock on the King James version. I'm just saying that nothing is you know, there, you know it is not an infallible translation because it is a translation from the original manuscripts. Are you so, trying to tell me that Jesus didn't have a British accent? Well, uh, he it, it may have been a, a little more uh, Eastern than Western. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but anyhow, so uh, that that uh, that's just one you know, one last note I wanted to make about uh, you know, inspiration of scripture. Um, but now, uh, you know, earlier you know, we, we we talked about uh, the uh, the ability to know God, uh, and 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 you know, th- there's this one uh, this one guy uh, Emmanuel Kant. He said that uh, basically that 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 you. Um, you know, you can't know something without having experienced it, um, and and and, and you know, he 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 would argue that that uh, you know that you can't know God, you know, because he 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 basically you know, called God and uh, you know, a what was it, Aaron? It was a a, a thought, it's a, a thought entity, a thought entity, yeah. Uh, and so basically, you know, you know, God, you, you can't know Him because He you haven't experienced Him. Um, but and my question to Ken is, has he ever experienced a thought entity? You know, <laughs> he's expressing knowledge of something he's never experienced. So he's already making a crazy argument. That's but, exactly right. But uh, also, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. But I, I was just going to steal your thunder and, and, but to say that, you know, if, if talking about direct special revelation or particular revelation, the whole reason, you know, he's uh, what he's doing. He's making an argument. He thinks he's crushing Christianity and the, this idea of even knowing Yahweh, the Christian God. But the problem is the difference between his argument against uh, is his argument will work against any other religion. But the problem is for him is that God came to earth in the flesh named as Jesus Christ. And um, therefore human, humankind, mankind has experienced God through the direct revelation of God revealing himself freely and openly through his son, Jesus Christ. And, and also, um, and, and you know, Jesus said himself, he said, if you, if you've seen me, you, you've seen the father. And you know, he gets frustrated with, with his disciples there. Cause he's like, cause they're all, I think it was Peter that asked, you know, well, Lord, why don't, or what was it? Philip? I can't remember which one it was, but I asked him, you know, well, Lord, if you know, why don't you just, can't you just show us God or can't you, can't we see his face? Right, and then he gets upset with him. He says, "Well, haven't you been with me so long that you haven't figured out yet that you know you're looking at him, basically?" Right, and um, and you know, and again, in, in the beginning of John, John one one, you know, John speaks of Jesus as the Logos, the Word, and this is you know we talk about God as a divine special revelation of as Scripture, but it's you know it, it first came as his specific special revelation of himself through Jesus Christ, who is the literal word and uh, the word from sent from God. And, and so that that's how 
you know, that's how we know um, the specifics. And, you know, we know the, uh, the general idea, like we talked about last week, this, um, this idea that you can't escape at least a general knowledge of God or this, you know, rationality and, and reason is impossible without presupposing that there is a God. You know, we talked about Proverbs 1 and 9, you know, the, 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 the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And so, you know, that's what Ken is ultimately trying to get at. He's saying you can't experience knowledge without experience, but the Bible says you can't experience knowledge without God. So it's, it's actually the complete opposite. And, uh, and so, and, and I'll add one other thing talking about, you know, without scripture, you can't know God or without um, him revealing himself through his son, you, you can't know him. But something that's amazing about the scripture is this, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ as recorded in the Bible is the only religious text in human history that can, that not only you can know God, but you can actually know yourself through the text. Because an example is, is that the gospel informs humanity of something else that humanity can't inform itself of, which is its own sinfulness. You know, every other religion, especially the the main three monotheistic religions, you know, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, and uh, and all other religions, Hinduism and the rest of it, Buddhism, for that matter, none of them understand that the general problem with humanity itself is is humanity, you know, our sinful nature. And uh, all other religions, they all have this idea that you can be, you can save yourself, or you know, you can do certain things in order to be saved. You know, even straight Judaism, to, to a degree, doesn't doesn't assert the same thing that Christianity does. Christianity's, you know, Paul wrote in Romans, he said that there's no there's no one is good, no not one. And and Jesus asked the the, the rich young ruler, he said, who is good but God? And uh, but. You know, every other religion has this idea that you can be good. You just got to do the right things. You know, you got to, you know, Judaism, you you can sacrifice uh, certain animals and do the ritualistic thing. And Islam, you know, literally means to submit. You know, you can gain acceptance from God from submitting. But they but they miss the point of that. All humanity. The reason the only way we can be saved is by God saving us and we can't save ourselves. So. The, the fact, you know, my, the main argument here is that the gospel itself is proof of itself because it it tells mankind something about itself that nothing else can. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that, that's good, and um, and and, and you, you know, I I, I think you know that, that this kind of brings us to to a, a good uh, a good wrapping up point for for our uh, you know special revelation uh, authority of scripture. Um, you know, I guess point here or, or episode here, because uh, you, know, you know what 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 we're trying to do, you know, with your last episode and this episode, we're trying to establish somewhat of a uh, a foundation of where, like you know, where we start, like where our beliefs begin, uh, so that you know, in, in, in the coming episodes, as we deal, as we try to tackle uh, t- tackle some some topics that that are. Um, you know that that may be counter to the culture that we live in. You know this is why we are doing it, and this is where we are coming from in our belief. Because you know, you know, uh, you know th- th- there's a lot of the uh, you know there's a lot of uh, cancel culture going on uh, going on these days. Uh, you know, over this past year, you know, you know there, there's been so much uh, revisionist history spouted and 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 just you know 
it's just been it's been been, been one, one one crazy year, and so uh, you know we just uh, we we want to deal with that uh, from a level playing field. Like this is where we're beginning right now, you know, with general revelation, with special revelation, with you know the Word of God as the as the basis, and you know this is this will be kind of our 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 our, uh, our you know, you, know, ju- you know I guess jumping board diving board as we go into um, as we go into the other topics. Uh, so. Uh, you know, just uh, prepare yourself. Uh, uh, you know, definitely, you know, do, do some some digging into uh, into God's word, uh, and please, you know, don't forget to uh, submit any 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 questions or any uh, topic suggestions. Um, you know, to us, you know, uh, at allthemore.com/slash/contact. You can put put it in the contact form there. Uh, it'll come directly to our inbox, um, and we uh, we just you know we we want to uh, uh, you know, help you. Uh, to to you know, look at the world through a Christian worldview. Um, so, uh, without further ado, uh, keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more. Thanks for listening to the All the More podcast. If you like what you have heard or are interested in other related content, head on over to allthemore.com. That's all the more with two O's.com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your other favorite podcasting app like Pocket Casts. Until next time, keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more.